Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello listeners and welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. I'm joined by Brownies and Mark Lawrenson for this one. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Brownie, how are you mate? You well? Yep, all good mate. Yep. Good. Sam, feels like a while. How are you? I'm good mate, thank you. Uh, glad to be back on. Yeah, it's been a... I'd say it's been a while, but we've not... This is the second episode we've done in months, so... Um, Lauro, first, yes. first, first one in a while for you as well. Are you good? I thought you'd forgot my bloody number and everything. What's the story? <laughs> I just thought I'd leave you alone for a little oh, bit. Oh, thank, thank God for that. Listen, by the way, Sam, you 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 are spits of my son. It's a oh, it's a, a worry. Absolutely, totally is a worry. Sam, I'm not <laughs> sure if that's a good thing or not. Uh, I've had a lot like Tom Cannon as well. I've had a few uh, lookalike comments recently as well. So, <laughs> all right, take it. I'll take it. No, honestly, you look like him. I just had a double take. Then I thought I got the wrong number. <laughs> no, you definitely haven't. I promise you that. Cool. Yeah, we'll go back to Spurs last week. Obviously, we didn't record mm-hmm. after that game. Um, I ended up with COVID, so yeah, I'm recovered now. But um, Laura, I'll come to you for that one. Um, what what's your take on it? We were all right up until half time, which I think was the plan, was it not? To stop stop them playing, and in all honesty, they just played across us. And I, I kept going on. I kept going on about the right back, obviously the Irish boy. And I, I kept saying he's sm- a much, much better player than that. And I thought, what's happened? And then I really he got he got a move, didn't he? He's gone to uh, Atletico Madrid. Yeah. So I thought, look at that. He, he obviously he obviously must have known and thought, you know what? I ain't tackling anybody. I ain't going on runs. I ain't over overlapping. I'm just going to make sure that I'm fit for for Madrid. Spurs but, um, terminated his contract, didn't they? Is that what they did? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Conte's ever liked him, has he? But they've had, they've had a problem with the right back position. But look, you know, at half time you kind of think, well, that's all right. We weren't. We never really looked like scoring. In fact, did we have a shot in the first half? I, I don't think we did. But um, and then once Son scored, just we, we were impotent, basically, weren't we? Probably a good description. Yeah, so it's quite accurate. Do you know? I think Leto could have done a little bit better. Bit, been a bit tighter to him. Who? He about, he, Ryan Ledson, yeah. he was about he was about five or six yards off him, sort of allowed him allowed him the space to turn. It's bit, obviously a bit of a cliche, isn't it? You can't give players of that quality the time and space to turn and get a shot off. But no. I guess that's why we're a championship club, isn't it, at the end of the day? Well, absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I get you, but we're nitpicking a little bit because, you know, it's like when you play, when you play a team is so much better than you and above your level, Eventually, somebody knocks off, 
it may it may not be as early as what happens, obviously, with the first goal for Son, but but generally somebody knocks off and, and they get in and once they scored it was it was all over, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we rallied, didn't we, for maybe five or ten minutes after that and maybe yeah. looked like creating something, but it, it very quickly <laughs> sort of fell apart when that second one went in. It dissipated somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Brownie, what what's what's your take on the game? It was a bit of a non-event, wasn't it? Really, I think. I think yeah. the club, the club are happy. You know, you get a big team at home. Probably would have preferred it away, um, but they get the big team at home and kind of, you know, if you get the win, you get the win. If you don't, it's money in the bank, in it. So I think they mm. probably just thought, you know, I think low. It would have been nice to see us have a bit of a go, a bit more of a go here. I mean, I, I take it we got to half time. I think that was the plan, but I suppose you know, once Son hits that goal. What can you do? You know, you can't. And then we all, we didn't really have our full options up front, did we? Because two of them were, were cup tied. Um, so that didn't help either in terms of trying to change the game and trying to win it. Um, and you're relying on Evans to put in another 90 minutes, you know. And So, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it was a good event for people that came out and Deepdale was, was rocking. It, it looked pretty good um, from where I was sat in terms of, you know, when the players were coming out and stuff. So it was a good event for the club, but in terms of actually a cup run and, and actually performance, it was a bit of a non-event, wasn't it, really? I think that's what the main thing about the cup runs. You're happy to get the uh, the gate receipt. You're going to get the extra money from the BBC. And sort of the one thing you're asking for is that, you know, especially on national television, you don't disgrace yourself, which I think, you know, we far from did. We competed in the first half. And then, you know, the quality sales. And I agree with you, Jay. There's potential that Ryan Ludson could have got a bit tighter to some for the first goal, but when you're playing championship sides week in, week out, the amount of players we're going to sort of bend it in off the weaker left peg from there is probably non-existent. So that just, again, shows the you know, depth and quality between a team that, you know, within the Champions League final just under four years ago to a team that's been in the, the table of the championship for the best part of a decade. It's just a massive difference in quality. But I think the main thing is that we didn't embarrass ourselves and, you know, put any disgrace on the club on national TV. Yeah, I think I've seen a lot of people saying that have liked to... Like to have seen us have a bit more of a go. I know Tom Sandals wrote a piece saying pretty much the same thing for the LEP. Um, where, where, where do you all stand on that? Do you think doing what we did was the right thing, like you say, Sam, so as not to try and sort of get torn apart? Or as a fan, are you thinking, yeah, I want to see us take the game to Spurs, but obviously risk being taken apart? I think it's just like, for me personally, we're at sort of different levels of the club. I mean, you look in the past... When we played against sort of Manchester United and Arsenal under Simon Grayson, I think the club was on a lot more of a upwards trajectory and we probably had a better quality squad week. And even though there's still that massive depth in quality, you still probably can afford to have a bit more of a go. But then obviously the recent two against Liverpool, where we sort of huffed and puffed a bit against Tottenham, we've probably not got that quality, certainly in the 11 or on the pitch to potentially, you know, take that risk. And with the sort of trajectory of the club at the minute, it's quite an animosity in the fan base. I think you couldn't really risk you know, getting put five or six past you, because I think suddenly what can be a great occasion, you know, a lot of fans coming into the gates and, you know, getting that big attendance can suddenly turn quite miserable, which is probably the last thing they've needed after, you know, mm. the January window they've had and the criticism at the club in the last sort of 12 to 18 months. Maybe if we were playing a bit better, we, we would have had more of a go, because, you know, as, as you guys know, I mean, momentum in sport is massive. So if we'd come into that game with two or three wins on the run, it, it might have been a different game, but 
Listen, it's like Monday morning quarterbacking, isn't it? It's, it's all gone and it's done. I do remember that season, though, when we, when we played United and we went and played um, Sheffield United, didn't we, in the in the replay? And it kind of kick-started our season, didn't it, again, when we went on that run? And you think, <clears throat> if we'd had a bit of a more of a performance and if something to shout about, um, in a similar way to the United game and the Arsenal game you mentioned, Sam, I think people would have come off a little bit more, a little bit happier, really. Whereas I think everyone was just a little bit, I mean, by the end of it, I think everyone was a little bit bored, weren't they? It was just, it just complete, all the the fun and excitement had just dissipated on it. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was just, it's one of those things where I think you just get it out of the way, take the money and move on, don't you, really? Yeah. I think I said to you, Jake, afterwards, uh, I think I caught you out just coming out of the finney, I said it reminded me a lot, even though it was completely different competition and sort of circumstances. It reminded you a lot of the Burnley game where we drew at Deepdale, where obviously it's a game where you're playing against a team that's going to have a lot of the ball, but there's just... Nothing with us very passive and it certainly for, you know, a big attendance like you'll get in a derby game over the season ticket sales we've had and in a, a cup game, there's just not a lot to get excited about. And obviously sometimes in football you've got to sort of find the balance between entertaining the fans and doing what's best to, you know, get a positive result. But I just feel in big games this season where teams have got the ball, you know, under previous regimes and managers, we'd be a bit more pressed and have a bit more something to shout about off the ball. We're just very passive at the moment. I don't think there's a lot for the fans to get behind in terms of that. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think, you know, we touched on it at the start of the question, you, you don't want to risk getting absolutely torn apart and embarrassing yourselves. Um, I think a few people pointed to the Accrington-Leeds game, didn't they, and said, oh, look at Aki, they had they had a go against Leeds, and so well, they still lost 3-1, so... Yeah, but it's amazing how you can feel, you can come off a game feeling as though you've had a go, and you can come off a game feeling as though you mm. tried your best not to lose. So, you know, for me, I'd rather come off and go. You know what? Everyone give it a really good go, including the manager with his tactics. And you know what? We lost. We'll, we'll so what? We expected to lose anyway. But to not really lay a glove on them the whole game, it, to me, it's a bit. I just came off a little bit like, well, you know, right, okay, straight to next week. That's that's out of the way. Um. So just yeah. just on the FA Cup as as a fan of a championship club would you would you prefer to get one of the quote unquote big boys earlier on and get that sort of tie in and and get it played or would you rather have a bit of a run maybe play a couple of teams in like the same league as your league one and maybe get to fifth sixth round quarter final and and try and sort of go as far as you can I think it depends where you are in the league, doesn't it? Like, yeah. the season's gone by, we've been in and around the playoffs and you think, well, it's kind of an unwanted distraction. This season, I was really up for it because I thought, we're not really going to get in the playoffs, are we? I know people keep saying we're only four points off, we're only three no. points off, but we're not going to get there. Let's just get out of the way. So, for me, this season, I thought, and also as well, you know, the, the club, the finances aren't particularly great. It would have been nice to have a, a good go at it um, go on a bit of a journey and get there. But I think it does depend on where you are in the league. You know, if you look at Burnley, they, what did they, they drew against Ipswich, didn't they? They probably, I mean, they're that far ahead. It doesn't really matter at the minute, but they probably thought, we don't really need this this replay, do we? Um, but for us, it would have been nice, I think, to go on a proper good run for a change. You know, I, I know you talk, you talk about Aki having a go. I mean, I know John Coleman really well. I speak to him regularly. And, and basically, he. I spoke to him before the game against Leeds and he went, he said, you know what, Laro, he said, our pitch is so, so small. He said, it's horrible. 
he said, we're just going to launch it and chuck it in there. And, and almost like an air raid, which you can imagine some of the Leeds players thinking, what the hell is this? I mean, they had the quality, obviously, to beat them in the end. But so yeah, I had a go, but I wouldn't want to watch that every week. To be fair, Laura, I'm not sure our football is much more enjoyable at the minute. Uh, no, it's not enjoyable, but we, we try and play, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come on to that in a little bit. Um, I think the Cup's a bit different now as well. There used to be a lot more upsets than what yeah. they are now. I think the Premier League's got that much quality in it, but you can't just go there and pump it long and get long throw-ins and stuff like that because the quality that you're playing against just does you over. Like Son, you know. Yeah. Lowe put in the in the in his article that he was saying, Oh, we wanted to show Son on his left foot. Well, I mean, his left foot's better than any of our team. So <laughs> you know, I don't I don't think that's a great tactic. No. Um so you know, you're playing against genuine world class players, against coaches that are, you know, are world class as well. Gone are the days where you can just rock up and have a good atmosphere and pump balls into the box. I just don't think that happens anymore. No, I think it's going back to the sorry. going back to the original question, I think, about I think the sort of trick, the tricky part for teams this year, especially not so much for us, but for teams like Burnley or a, you know genuine playoff chases, is this season's like no other in terms of World Cup break. You've had a lot of football congested into sort of a shorter period of time, and like I think a lot of teams who are going gung ho playing for something, whether that be survival or playoffs or automatic promotion across various leagues, I think probably the last thing they want is having Saturday games not back to Tuesdays and stuff like that. So it doesn't really affect us as such, but in a usual season where we potentially have something to play for. I'm more in the camp of give us a big team at home, get us a big occasion. If we go out, we go out. We're never going to really win the FA Cup, are we? No. We don't, we'd have made a lot of money on it because John Coleman told me that they made 400 grand. Yeah. I mean, so so we've got exactly the same, but obviously more because we've got bigger crowd, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 a good, it's a good earner for the club, isn't it? And, you know, we yeah. all know that there's... Not really, for want of a better phrase, a pot to piss in at the moment. So that that would have done the coffers all right, I would imagine. Um, mm. But how, how how often have you been on this season, Laura? What, oh, how not, much have you seen? Not, not much because I'm at every Liverpool game. So obviously, think... quite quite often, it, it doesn't happen. I'm I'm probably going to go this. We've got Burnley this Saturday, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, at Turf, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's what. It's at Turf Moor, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's even better for me because I live in York now, so that's nearer. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get onto the Riddler, see if he can get me a ticket <laughs> <laughs> and a car he, park pass. Is he replying to your text then? Is what? Is he replying to your text then? Yeah, I get on well with him. I mean, he's got no no grief with me, has he? Fair enough. But, I mean, you know, I have to say, I think he's done a really, really good job. But I just think he's just why he goes on all the fans' websites, not being funny, and reads all the stuff. What would you want to do that for? Yeah, wow. we've we've said that the other week, haven't we? That you know, he's he's knocking on a bit now, isn't he? Is Peter? So I think there's probably a better a better use of his time than uh, replying to Facebook comments. But yeah, to each their own. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the good news is Happy Valley's on tonight. Oh, I've not watched it. I've not watched you any of it. You are joking. No, one of my mates has given me... No, none of it, honestly. One of my mates has given me pelters the other day Jay. saying I need to watch it. Jay, it's unbelievable. All right, I'll, 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 I'll make a start tonight. Well, no, tonight's the last one. 
No, I'll, I'll, on season one, episode one, I'll make a start. All right, yeah. oh, you've got to watch it. You'll get hooked. I mean, it's 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 written by a woman for women, basically, and it's brilliant. And they're, they're effing and jeffing and everything, and all the women. It's just and the storyline's fab, but there's loads of humour and it's dark humour. It's it's very funny, but it's very tragic as well. It's brilliant. Right, I'll drop you a text after I watched episode one. Let you know what I think. Okay, um, not, not too late. I'll be in my bed. Yeah, they won't be too late. I need all the sleep I can get at the minute. But you look like you've got three eyes at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a a bit of a night last night, but anyway. All right. Um, yeah. Brownie, Sam, yesterday, what, what are your thoughts? Nothing uh, new, really, is it? <laughs> I think five ember seats in a row said it all, I think. Lowe's made Ross's own back once again in the press, thinking can I say we're going to go gung-ho, and even though it's Unfortunate circumstances, I think, when you go a goal down in six minutes, especially, you know, with the, the sloppiness of the nature of conceded it, I think you make a rush for your own back. And, you know, once again, then you've got a, for a team that's performing, performing so poor at home, you've got to score two goals in a team that doesn't score many goals. And I think, you know, the writing was on the wall, really, from the sixth minute onwards when they scored, which was really disappointing. I think. Um... Sorry, what was the crowd yesterday, just quickly? Was it low? 14. 14. Yeah, there was, I think there was about 800 from Bristol came up, oh, right. which okay. isn't a bad a bad turnout on a Saturday, given how far it is. But yeah, I thought I think 14 and 800 Bristol City fans. All right, okay. But they count the season ticket holders anyway, don't they? And I think, I mean, there was a few around me who just weren't, who weren't there. <laughs> I think people are starting to, you know, not bother at times. Um, but in yesterday, I think, I don't know, I mean, tactically... I know we've been struggling at home and we've been struggling to attack, but it seems as though the tactics just went to let's just stick flat three up front and and kick long balls up to him all game. Um, and Evans was kind of used as that little bit of a link up, dropping in deep or winning headers. Um, but I thought we started the game well, to be fair. Um, we actually got at a team and, and went at them a little bit, but and then as soon as the error happens, you you just you know. It's one of those things in it, but and then we reacted to that and had a few more chances. I know Cannon had that header, Evans had a header. Um, but having said that, you know, once the second goal goes in, it's just familiar territory in it, and the fans were not happy. I'd say that at half time, yeah, I think that's putting it politely. <laughs> yeah, well, and I thought... here's a question for you. How many? How many will go to Burnley at the weekend? Sold out. Sold, Sold out. out. Two thousand, doesn't it? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great in yeah. it going away. <laughs> we yeah, always yeah. win. Trust well, it. Is, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about. I was going to say facing them. What though? Oh, I'm yeah. not that confident. Yeah. Oh no! If we sneak three extra men on, we'll be all right. <laughs> I tell you what, though, looking at Burnley recently just makes that draw that we got against them at Deepdale earlier in the season look like an, an even better result every week. Yeah. I think we played them at the right time, didn't we? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're, I mean, they're pissing the league, aren't they? Yeah. They're just, they'll literally walk away with it. They'll be bloody up by April. Do you think they'll get Reading's uh, points record? I uh, think they will. How many is that? 108, is it? Yeah, it's 107, 108, something like that. I think the only thing with records like that is is that I think once you get promoted, yeah. you, you've done the job. 
and you only need one or two thinking, oh, you know what I mean, we should be on a beach in Marbella or whatever. And I, sometimes you, you, you're not too asked about your results, are you? Yeah, you give them something different to chase. So if it's a record, they might. It strikes me as a ruthless character company. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's not a Burnley podcast, is it? 106 <laughs> points it is, the record. 106. Yeah. 42 games. Don't ask me to work the maths out on that one. Everyone knows that listens to this. I'm shit at maths. Yeah. Well, we, no, it's not just maths, though, is it? <laughs> the less said about that, the better, Mark. <laughs> um, if you watch them, though, I mean, I watched them before the game yesterday, and it is, it's just chalk and cheese, isn't it? I know they've got miles better players, but tactically as well. Like, I mean, we don't, I and mean, Sam mentioned it before, we are so passive. Like, we, we, we played three up front yesterday, and, and the rest of the players are in our own half. Like, and it's just. You know, let's get the ball up there and hope for the best, really, for the for the front three. Um and and obviously because you've got Ledson and, and McCann in midfield and we're missing Whiteman, we just kind of just gave up on using the midfield completely and just went over the top of them. Um so yeah, you know, and that begs the question, well, you know, if we're so reliant on Whiteman, I know we've got Josh Onimer in now who might offer that a little bit different, but <coughs> you know, Oh, should we really be looking at, you know, getting another Whiteman in or, you know, another type of player like that rather than, you know, renewing Ledson's contract? I don't know. Um, but just tactically for me, it's just it's just all off at the minute. Have we, because uh, I'm not up to speed with this, but have we got any kids coming through? There's a few in and around, but the jury's still out for me as to whether or not at the moment, well, at the moment, they're not good enough. Um, Mikey O'Neill's gone on loan to Grimsby. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which hopefully be a good move for him playing playing league football for the rest of the season. Then we've Getting got... the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, that'll, that'll help him. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never been to Grimsby either, is it? Is it a nice place? Is it a shithole? It's the latter. It's not the former. <laughs> right. Yeah. Less said about that, the better. But the, great, the, great, the only thing is, Jake, there's an absolutely fab... Fish and chip shop, right near the ground. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, it's, that, up that... There, it's up there with the Weatherby Whaler and places like that. The Weatherby Whaler. Have you ever been to Weatherby Whaler? No. Well, when I was at New- when I was coaching at Newcastle, and wherever we'd play and we'd come back on the bus, we always stopped at the Weatherby Le- at Weatherby Whaler. Used to phone up ahead. It was sensational. What was your order? I just fish and chips in it. You know. No peas. Can't really. I know. I got off the bus for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, yeah, so we, then we've got Finley Crosser there, another striker. Um, Jacob he's got Slater. Bit he's got, he's got, is he hyphenated? Yeah, double barrel oh, Crosser there. Oh, he probably doesn't like getting tackled then, does he? <laughs> D- double uh, Hyphen is a little bit of a worry. It sounds like he's a posh boy. I'll tell you what, his dad might be in your DMs if he's listening to this. <laughs> All right, happy days. Um, then <laughs> who else have we got? Jacob Slater, left back. Um, right. He he played against Wolves in the cup. He looked he looked all right to be fair to him in his little cameo. Uh, There's that Amaral that was on loan. Yeah, Dana Amaral. Yeah, I mean, Lee, they wanted to get Lewis Lee out, didn't they, on loan? But that didn't yeah. that didn't happen at the end. He's had how, a couple how of injuries. How old are these boys generally? Uh, 17, 18, 19. Okay. Okay. Um, so nowhere near the finished product yet, but And yeah. I noticed you've not, I noticed you've not mentioned that any of them are strikers. Um, 
Procedera's. Okay, all right. Um, is, he, is he quick? Is he big? He's not. I'm not sure if he's quick or not. I've not really yeah. seen him that that much in a game to to know if he's quick. He's quite he's not, short and big, stocky. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, and then Marky O'Neill. He's like a an attacking midfielder, shadow striker. He's. I wouldn't say he's an out and out centre forward, but okay. he's he's quite gangly, quite skinny. Um, as most 18, 19 year old lads are. Oh, there's Yule's lad as well, Noah Moeni. Okay, is he going he's, to be a player? Um, again, not really seen much of him, but he's he's sort of been in and around the squad quite a bit for the last season, season and a half. Um, his, dad, his dad was a player, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's still oh, at Fleetwood, yeah. isn't he now, Yule? Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he's like head of sports science or something at Fleetwood. All right, that'd be great. Uh, Solfer for, for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, I'm I'm sure Greza. he's back at Fleetwood, but he went he went yeah well yeah he was part of Grezza's team, wasn't he? It was him, Barry Nicholson, uh, obviously Chris Lucchetti as well. Uh-huh. Thing is, though, you compare our youngsters compared to Alex Scott, who got who played for them yesterday, <laughs> and he was just. I, mean, I know he's twenty, but he was just. You can just tell he's different level, can't you? Yeah, he was class. I think, I think he's going to leave, isn't he, at the end of the season? He's not renewing his contract, so there'll be a few Premier League clubs after him, definitely. Yeah, well, by the way, I mean, because they paid good money, Bristol City, I bet they've offered him fortunes. Well, yeah, and I think it'll probably be unfortunate if he's not renewing his contracts, it'll just go down to a tribunal, won't it? They won't be able to command a decent figure for him. No, he might go to Chelsea, be 34th player they've got. (laughs) Exactly. I have to say, just on yesterday, I did feel a little bit for Liam Delap being sort of like stuck out on that right side. I don't know who it was on Radio Lanks that was at the game. I can't remember his name. Steve, Steve Air. Air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he summed it up perfectly, I thought. Just sticking him out on the right. He's not exactly lightning quick. He's not really got a skill in him to beat a man. And there's questions over his crossing. So you, you feel a little bit for him being sort of stuck out on that right-hand side and just left to chase balls in the channel. Well, it was just diagonal balls, wasn't it? That's it. Where they were either hitting... Um, used Brown quite a lot yesterday. I thought Brown actually had an alright game. He's been, he's been coming for a lot of stick recently, which I think is a bit bizarre. Um, because I thought I thought he was he was one of the best players yesterday. Um, but it was just seeming as though that's, we're aiming for Brown or, or Evans. And then it was, if Brown Brown gets it down and crosses it, or if Evans, Evans flicks it on, they were probably, probably the only two... Or a deep cross from Brady. He seems to cross from a bit too deep for me. Um, but there, yeah, that that was really the tactics yesterday, wasn't it? And and then once it goes to to pot, just got a bit desperate. Not really a brand, is it? No, not really. Definitely not a brand. No, <laughs> we could put that to bed, can't we? I mean, you yeah. can't. I mean, I don't know what presentations he's showing new players because, <laughs> because that, I mean, like Josh Onamu, he said, oh, you know, I've watched the presentation, spoke to the manager, the way he plays and that. He must have been watching that yesterday going, God, what, what's going on here? And that six months can't come up quick enough, I bet for him. <laughs> I think um, as much as I'm like, you know, I'm not Lowe's biggest fan, I've made that very clear. I do think, I was thinking yesterday, and I think I put it in the group chat, like the, the sort of the way the squad's decayed over the last five years, we're seriously lacking quality. And I don't feel like, as much as last season, a lot of the talk was there's a lot of square pegs and round holes. We're going to 
use a transfer window well to bring into low system. I mean, another transfer window's gone. I'm sure we'll come on to it where we've not signed a right wing back. And thing is as well, now now you're playing a bit more with wider players. You've got rid of all the wingers in your club. You know, Barkhausen's not renewed. Sean Maguire, who was potentially one of all the strikers most likely to play off the left or off the right, has uh, moved on permanently to Coventry. And then I don't think the squad has nearly enough quality to, you know, really play with a certain philosophy or play through the thirds, especially when you've got Ben Whiteman out because Ryan Ledson, I think, is criminally yeah. overrated by the fan base. I think players like Ben Woodburn aren't good enough really to play that type of football. Yeah. And you sort of, as much as I'm not Lowe's biggest fan, you are, you know, playing long balls. But I don't think we've got the capabilities in our squad to play through <clears> the serves and play with a real brand. We haven't missed Barkhausen though, have we? I think at times we could have done with his natural pace. I don't think, especially yeah, now Reese is injured, we're lacking a bit of a speed in the front line, especially looking at yesterday because none of Cannon Evans, Parrot, when he's fit or um, Delap are particularly quick. But he was he was frightened of his own shadow, wasn't he, Burkhausen? I did. I, we are crying out for some pace, though. My God, yeah, it's, big uh, time. We're limited with that. I think the only the only out and out player we've got with with a bit of pace is probably Fernandez. I won't even say he's rapid though. Not in the level what, like Barkhausen was. What's happened to him? Uh, Brady's fit again. <laughs> All oh, right, so he's got splinters up his arse now. Then is he? I, I, I do like Fernandez, but I think he's he's very naive defensively, and I know people say, "Well, that's why he's on loan at us from Man United." But I think I think that's why low at the minute is is favouring Brady over him when that's, Brady's that's fit. Yeah, well, Brady's it's mistake for the first goal. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, times, Jake. It's funny you should say that about um, Fernandez because. All Man United's kids throughout, well, certainly all in Fergie's days, etc. When they came out on loan, you'd, you'd speak to managers and they said, you know, one thing about even if they were attacking players, they said, my God, they know how to defend as well. So, which is which is quite unusual now. You think you'd think with top clubs, wouldn't you? You get the lot. Yeah, well, he he came through at Real Madrid's academy, didn't he? And then United signed him. I think was he a winger, maybe to start with at Real Madrid, and then he's he's sort of he looks he looks like he should be falling into being a, a fullback at United, and obviously we're playing him at wing back. Um, and he looks reminds me a little bit of Josh Earl when Josh Earl played at wing back. Sort of was quite good going forward, but didn't really know where to be defensively and positionally and he would often get beat 1v1 um, and I think yeah was, as long as Brady's fit I think he starts to be fair Yeah, as I much as I like Alvaro I think what's happened is I think Alvaro was brought in to play more of the way that we wanted to play with the wing backs because at the start of the season we used to do that warm up didn't we before games and it was about getting to the byline and hitting that penalty spot with the cross back but I think what's happened is Brady's got involved, Evans has got more involved and we've kind of relied on set pieces, crosses in and um, and and hoping for the best. So I think, and Brady's got quite a few assists, hasn't he? So I think that's what's happened is it's changed on that front. We've had to change tactically. Whereas I think Lowe probably would want to play a bit of a different way. Um, but Evans is, you know, he's the only one who's scoring for us. So mm. you know, he's got he's, he's got to play, hasn't he? Because, you know, who's going to get the goals? I think it I comes th- back to that first loans thing as well, so Jake. I think it's all good saying you know you can defend quite well in the youth team, or that Tom Cannon scored goals at youth level. I think the constant risk when you bring in first loans is how they're going to adapt to uh, men's football. I mean, yesterday was Tom Cannon's first 
uh, fourth <coughs> game in you know men's professional football, and obviously one of them was against Tottenham. Liam Delaps, despite coming through at Man City, he's played limited ninety minutes. I'd imagine at Stoke for Fernandez, it's his first taste of proper men's football. So it's always going to be an adaption to players, and you know clubs aren't sending these players out expecting them to hit the ground running and you know go straight back into the first team. Not so these types of players are probably going to end up going out of three and four loans and potentially never playing for the parent clubs. I think that's a risk you get in. You know, all of them aren't going to be a Cameron Archer or like a Seth Vandenberg type of success, are they? I don't think Delap's going to be playing for City. I think, you know, you look at you look at the way Pep treats his youngsters. If he rates you, he keeps you. He doesn't send you out on loan. That Rico Lewis hasn't gone out on loan. Phil <laughs> Foden never went out on loan. Um, Nemecha Cole went out Palmer. on loan a couple Cole of times. Yeah. And and Nemecha was sold after two seasons for what ten fifteen million quid to uh, Wolfsburg, I think. Yeah. So was he was he, was he the big centre forward? We had? Yeah. He was played on wings towards the end. Yeah. He was frightened to death, wasn't he? <laughs> no, seriously, I remember. I think I think he actually saw his first game and he got a couple of tackles in in on him. He kind of he was looking as though to say, "You can't tackle me," <laughs> but obviously that was coming. Playing in the city team that he played for, whatever yeah. level, they just had the ball and they probably just took the piss out of everyone, didn't they? But I saw him get angry one day and I thought, yeah, you might have got it here. And he just absolutely smashed somebody. I thought, wow, we might have a player, but obviously not. Yeah, he's doing all right. He's now, international now, isn't he? Yeah. In the yeah. German first team, I think. He's in the way. In the German, German team. national team. Senior team, yeah. Jesus. I mean, I'm not sure that's much to shout about anymore because they're a bit shit now, aren't they, Germany? Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd take off the team though, wouldn't you? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yesterday is another one to sort of consign to the memory banks, but I think I saw the um, just before on Twitter someone saying that we've never lost six on the bounce at Deepdale. Um, I mean... Luton next. <laughs> I was going to say it's Burnley and then Luton at home midweek. Normally, again, we've said it on here loads of times. Normally, you look you look forward to them midweekers under the lights at Deepdale, but I think there's a lot more riding on this one, isn't there? Labour is done a good job, Annie Edwards boy at Luton. Yeah, they've got it right off the pitch, so the recruitment and they they can see a play a clear strategy and plan. You know, which is completely different to us, isn't it? You know, the uh, you know we signed loan players and a guy for six months. You know, it is very much window to window in it for us. Whereas Luton, I think they've got they've had a clear plan in place for a while now. It's all the assets at the right time as well. Not like us, we're letting Pearson and Davis go with six months left. Of James Justin, they got a big chunk of money for. They got a decent chunk for James Bree. Yeah, they seem to manage the youngsters very well and have assets, which is something you know. We don't have for various reasons and because of various people. I tell you, I tell you, um, you talk about recruitment. How, how good are Peterborough? The number of strikers they've taken so out the non-league and made made them into players and made fortunes. I don't know whether that's Barry Fry and his connections because obviously he used to manage there, but they are they are unbelievable. They sold players for massive money considering Ivan, they're in Ivan Tony. <laughs> Allegedly, he turned us down to go to Peterborough and then they obviously sold him right. on uh, and they were in League One and we were in the Championship how true that is I don't know but no. um, that's what I'd, I'd heard but, they've, but got, they've, had a, they've had about six or seven who've gone for big money proper. yeah they've they've had Tony obviously uh, Sambalonga 
British Ambalonga. Yeah. Dwight Gale. Dwight yeah. Gale. Oh, hell, yeah, I forgot they had Dwight Gale. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron McLean. Yeah. yeah. The list is endless. Yeah, I think you get a team of strikers. <laughs> in terms of in terms of the club then at, at the moment, Sam, you've just touched on it then. There doesn't there doesn't seem to be much of a a direction or a long term plan other than it being just window to window. Um is that is that is there an argument there to say that that's managed decline of the club? It's massive neglect, I think. I think I've tweeted it yesterday. I mentioned it briefly before. Going into Alex Neal's first season, I think it was seventeen, eighteen. You had a lot of sort of tangible assets at the club. You had you know Fisher, Ben Davis breaking through, Josh Earle, who managed better. We could have received some money for you know, Johnson and Brown at the peak of the powers. You had Barkus and Hugh Gill, players like that. Greg Cunningham in his prime, Callum Robinson. I think. I think the biggest issue we've had is we've sold players at the wrong time. And I think for years now we've been shopping in the wrong market. I think since we've been promoted back, we've signed two players from overseas. One of them was at Charlton the year before on loan. We just, I don't know whether you, you know, the brain lives at Ridsdale or the recruitment model or whatever, but we've just seen a massive decay in the quality of the team. And I was looking at it yesterday, looking at the bench, thinking there's not many here I think can change the game. I was looking at the starting lineup, thinking there's a real lack of quality here. And I think, I don't really see how it improves in the short term because you're going to have to sort of strip the club and start again, really, with bringing in younger players that can develop. I think the big elephant in the room is the fact that the club's up for sale, you know. So what sort of long-term planning are people in in charge of the club going to do? You know, you're not going to invest millions and millions of pounds if you're going to sell the club potentially within the next year. So I think managed decline is probably to some extent inevitable. I think that's why we're going from window to window because it's about how can we manage this situation as best we can and stay in the league whilst also, you know, looking a kind of an attractive proposition to to people we sell and also not spend millions of pounds in yeah, doing so. Reducing the cost is the big one, isn't it? Yeah, and and that's that's the issue ultimately. And and that's where I kind of my frustrations with low are there, and obviously that'd be a short-term fix. But the issues are way higher than low, you know, and they mm. have been for a while now. Are we officially on the market then, or unofficially? I think we're unofficially on the market. I think the everything that you look at around the club at the moment just screams up for up for sale. Right. Um, question Even for you, pitch, Mark. The pitch you wasn't in any... a great uh, state yesterday. No, it wasn't. It wasn't actually, was it? I think a few people commented on that on Twitter. Um, have you not got any contacts, Laro? Head up a consortium, come in and take the club over. In a word, can no. I guess? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, have I you was, ever had I, any offers like that, Laro, over the years to get involved in a listen club, about, uh, about three weeks ago at York because I live in York now. It's where my missus is from, and um, the the guy who owns it bought it for 350 grand is, is a South African and he thought obviously he changed the world and then he suddenly delved into non-league football and thought what the hell um, and he asked me well someone at the club asked me to they sat the manager and they asked me to go and sort of help to interview possible new managers and then the guy who owned it rang me up and he said oh he said I'm sorry he said but I don't really want you there he said because I think it, it'll make us look weak and I went alright fair enough and I, you know, which is which is whatever it is, but um, no, I've never been in a consortium, yeah, not your cup of tea, 
No, well, uh, all my wife's family are horse racing. Right. So was was your dad or granddad or something not involved with the board many years ago at North? Yeah, my stepfather. That was it. Yeah, my stepfather was um, was seventies. So he was a big mate of Trevor's as well, actually. Um, yeah, so he was he was involved. He was one of the three that got Bobby Charlton along with um, Alan Jones, and um, he was the vet we used to have. I never never remember his name. A vet, a vet was on the board. Wasn't he? He, be- he became famous when foot. You remember foot? You won't remember foot and mouth. You weren't bored. But foot and mouth was a massive thing, and he had to go around closing all kinds of farms and everything, and and obviously uh, getting rid of all the infected animals. Uh, something Griffiths, ter- not Terry Griffiths, he's a snooker player. But um, yeah, they were the three that went and got Bobby Charlton. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used to, when I first got in the team, um, and I was I was seventy, and I passed my my driving test, so played at home. So you go, you go in the players' lounge after, and then I go in the directors into the boardroom to go and get my stepfather and my mother, who were pissed, obviously, and I had to drive them home. So it's all part of the education. <laughs> I've just had a message, Lauro, um, <laughs> from someone who's says his dad grew up in Penwith with him and used to play on play football on Hurst Grange. Yeah, um, yeah. And he said, Loro used to come on about eight years old, smaller and younger than everyone else, but he used to run rings around every single one of them. Just if I want some money. <laughs> <laughs> my dad then, he, my, my father coached Penwitham Hill Rovers, who were the best amateur team in Preston. I think there was, it was Penwitham Hill Rovers and uh, Leyland Red Rose. I think there they were, they were two. I have a picture, <laughs> I have a picture at home when I was... Um, I was a mascot. I think I would be about eight, and and they used to play the final on Deepdale. Oh and right! Everything. Yeah, yeah. So like the um, like this Preston schools finals that they do now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But this is this was obviously obviously for blokes. So, but my dad used to run pen with Mill Rovers, who were, um, they were just a really really good side. They had some really good amateur players. Who, who I think three or four of them could probably have played certainly high non league. That's probably why they won everything. So I used to go everywhere. I pl- I played for Penwith and Mill Rovers when I was twelve, right? So what 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 happened? Playing with that? Sorry, yeah. Sorry, you better be careful how you sort of say that, right? But it was a uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was we playing at Carnforth in the FA Cup, and I think you're about two or three leagues above Penwith and Mill Rovers, and so you just go in cars, wouldn't you? as you would, and one of the cars, the last car that was due out, broke down and there was like three players in it. So I had to play. And I think we, like we played with 10 men. We obviously got beat, but I, I think I played on the right wing or whatever. But um, that was the first time I played serious, serious football, yeah. And you know what? No, Nobody lumped me or anything. So Didn't, didn't put you off then? Well, clearly didn't, because no, you're not... Didn't, 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 didn't put me off. But I'm then I <laughs> When I was, when I was, listen, when I was sixteen, I played for a team in Blackpool. Who's because we lived in obviously we lived in um, Saint Anne's, and I played this team in Blackpool. They were they, they were a good side as well. We got we got to a final. I'd only played two or three games. I'd only my mother had only started letting me play in men's team stuff and everything. I remember and I, and I played on the right wing, and 
this final and I, and I skinned the left back and and we scored and on the way back he's she's going like I'm going to effing break your leg anyway our big centre forward walked over to him and he went if you break his leg I'll break both your legs and I thought oh this is good <laughs> I bet you quite enjoyed that didn't you loved it yeah. <laughs> it was five he used to come and pick me up and everything and and like honestly I was I was 16 but I looked about three and it was like and I was just made of nothing and it was like oh my god and I remember when I when I first signed a fella called Pete, Pete Collins who's a massive Brighton fan in, uh, not Brighton Blackpool fan and turned out I think he was secretary at uh at Blackpool for a while Peter Collins lovely lovely man and uh yeah, he'd so they'd like they come and pick me up and all that kind of stuff and look after me. He should give me a bag of sweets. <laughs> <laughs> On a Sunday morning, happy days. Can't complain at that, can you? That's what we well, don't get more, innit? Well, I think that'd raise some question marks nowadays, <laughs> isn't it? Just, just slightly. Put a put a tweet out on the from the Finney account last night. Just asking people what they think of of Ryan Lowe at the moment. Have they seen enough from him tactically to believe that he's a man to turn this around? Mm. And fifty eight point seven percent of just under six hundred people uh, voted and said no that he's not up to it. With forty one point three percent saying yeah, give him more time. Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I think Brownie, you touched on it before. I think the issues at the club are above Lowe. Um, I do think I do think there's there's managers out there that would be able to get more from this group of players, but I think while everything that's going on at the club at the moment is going on and this managed decline and reducing costs and all that sort of stuff that we can see happening before our eyes, and while we're what three. Four points off the playoffs, I think. Are we now? Six, maybe? I don't Four, know. Four, I think, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, the the club aren't really going to be, be taking any, any drastic action, are they, I don't think? No. I think we'd have to be in serious danger of going down before the acts like that, and that's when you'd end up bringing in some sort of survival expert. I think I remember touching on, just on low, sort of when we were under McAvoy, I was on the podcast with you, Jake. I think we were just chatting before we recorded. He said whoever comes in needs to sort of separate the football from the club. And I think the reason Lowe's got such like an affection from a group in the fan base, even though I think that's starting to deteriorate, is he's built that relationship with the fans that I think previous managers like Neil and Frankie McAvoy had. But I think if you take that away, the style of football isn't great. We're not picking up that many points. You know, I don't think there's that much difference between him and McAvoy. And I'm not sure what like the difference in points picked up would be, but if he's certainly learning you know, the football isn't good. And the way I think it's really disappointed me is I've not seen any players particularly being developed or being coached. Like also when we had Alex Neal, you saw a big improvement in players like Ben Davis and Alan Brown and to an extent like Daniel Johnson, Barcus and Hugh Gill. But I don't feel under low that players are really improving that much. And for a team like us who can't afford to go out and spend millions and but the manager climb won't do that. I think you really need to develop your own, and I'm not sure he's got the capabilities to do that. I think, um, I think what the, the club have done is, and I watched you Wrexham last week, um, and I know I'm talking about two Hollywood superstars here, but it's amazing what a little bit of engagement and 
you know, an idea that you're on a journey can do for a football club, you know, and they were coming out and saying, you know, we're we're here for many years to come, you know, the aim is to get to Premier League, that type of thing. And I think I think that engagement's kind of been put on low a little bit. And I think there was a lot of pressure on him in the summers trying, you know, galvanise people and get season tickets sold and stuff like that. But the problem with that is, is that when he's the mouthpiece of the club and he's saying all these things that are, you know, outrageous... As soon as you start, as soon as you don't win games, that just comes back to to bite you on the arse, doesn't it? You know, all this brand of football, patterns of play, playoffs, Premier League, all that type of talk. You know, when you as soon as you lose five games at home, you know, it's not good, is it? And you could see yesterday, like, the anger. There was a lot of anger on yesterday. And I don't know whether that was, uh, you know, um, kind of expressed at, more than just low, I think it's the club and the whole, isn't it? Really, but I think, I think it's all starting to come to a head a little bit. And and for me, it, it just seems as though it's only a matter of time. I don't know why. It's it's very strange because we're what eleventh in the table. It seems very bizarre <clears throat> to be talking about it. It just you, you can't keep losing games at home. You just, it's simple as that, really, in football. You, these are the people that turn up, pay for the season tickets. You know, you've got next season to think about. If this form continues at home. It's only a matter of time for me. But if we're not, if we if we haven't got anyone to score goals, what do we do? Well, I mean, we've got what four strikers in now, um, and yeah, you know, but... we've got Parrot as well. You know, Parrot is I know he's not scored goals, but there's there's good quality up there for me anyway. Um, but but as, there is... as, it, as it showed regularly that the good quality. Well, I know. I suppose I mean two of them are new, aren't they? It's the back. It's the back is worry for me. Like I mean, you saw it yesterday. Any little bit of pace in behind or anyone in behind, our defense is completely done. Like Lindsay's mm. story, they just don't have the pace to recover, and um, and that's the problem. Is at the beginning of the season, I've talked about it before. We we're so deep to, to kind of avoid that. Yeah, and now we're now getting here. Now we're trying to go app teams and go and try and win games. We're just exposed at the back. So it's catch twenty two, isn't it? Um, yeah. So he's, he's got to find that right formula, but it seems to me as though the, the only formula is massive gap in midfield. Defense is so deep. You've got three flat at the top. Unless they win the ball, you, that's you know, it's, it's pointless tactics, isn't it? it? It got pretty horrible viewing quite quickly yesterday, didn't it? It, it very quickly became balls into the channels, balls up to the one of the front three, probably Chad, and and let's play for first and second balls and. It, yeah, it's not what twelve thousand season ticket holders, which is what the best best first sixty years or something. It's not what they sort of signed up for, really, is it? No, not at all. Like not you said, Brownie, especially when. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> were yesterday, but you know, like you like you said before, when the the manager is the quote unquote mouthpiece of the club, and in the summer he's talking about a brand of football, and we want to get Deepdale rocking and. Then people are turning up with hope and, and anticipation, and then they're being served up that. I think it's not a surprise that the the locals are um, getting a bit restless Red at the bit. moment. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, he's, he's he's there's very much his own brand that he thinks about as well, doesn't he? Like oh, the, newspaper, the newspaper article last week. He's always on TV or on the radio, and and that. Again, it does rub fans up the wrong way if you're not winning games. You know, it's like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> We're not winning. And then he, you know, he seems to mention uh, 
Liverpool a lot and, and so far and just little things like that just don't if you're not winning games no. you, they're, they're there to 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 you know to have a go at you for aren't they um, but the, the other thing as well is 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 that you know a majority of supporters are so shallow aren't they if you if you, if you win a couple of games it's like you know, oh, all's well good team yeah. manager's great Bloody bloody blah, blah. You lose a couple of games and it's sacked the manager. It's like Klopp at the moment. Like some people are starting to slaughter him, and you, and you go, "What?" You know, you've got you have absolutely got to be joking. But you know, it's, it's the same in the Premier League. If you as a manager, if you lose a get, if you lose a game, you're crap. And then you, next week you're a genius if you win. So I think I think that's just everywhere. But and it's easy for me to say. But listen, if you if you can get someone who get you 15 goals a year. What what a difference! Well, we had we had someone, didn't we? But he's yeah. injured. Yeah. So that, but nobody ever mentions that, does he? No. Do you know what I mean, no, everyone yeah. everyone tends to forget. I mean, you know, if if Salah doesn't play for Liverpool, mind he's playing shite at the moment. But if, <laughs> if if Salah doesn't play for Liverpool, it's it's a massive thing, isn't it? If he's your best goal scorer. Yeah. Um. Listen, Chelsea haven't got one. And they're, they're worth four and a half billion. They haven't got a centre forward that you think will score regularly on a regular basis. And we're talking about North End. They've just spent four and a half billion as well. Well, I know, um, yeah. Well, obviously not quite, but a significant yeah. amount still. Um, Here's this manager who, has, you know, even though he's injured now, has for large parts of his spell, I think, mistreated that 20 goal a season striker. There was a spell where he was on the bench, there was a spell where he was quite critical of mid-public. I think one thing about Lowe is I think in our fan base seems to be a big narrative of you either blame the board and look sort of the ownership model or you blame the manager but I think we need to be you know blame doesn't have to be sort of narrowed on one of them I think I do believe the manager is not quite up to level and I do blame the board but the thing about Lowe as well is some managers you can bide a bit of time when you have that relationship with the fans and I think Lowe's guilty of that deteriorating I'm not sure in the press when he's coming out making claims that you know the abuse wasn't warranted and he's coming out. I think a lot of people are latching on to the fact that he never blames himself. It's always the players. It's always himself he's praised. I'm not sure he comes across that likeable a bloke and you see some managers. So then it presses he's at the big chance to build a relationship with the fans. I think you obviously have some that Simon Grayson did really well and you see it at other clubs. And I think that could end up, you know, being a nail think, in the coffin for him if he gets the fans on his back. Thing is though, Sam, we were winning under Simon, weren't we? We were, yeah, but then I think... And it, it, the hides, that... it, it absolutely hides a multitude of sins. And I th- the only thing I would say about that, Lowy, is the fact that um, the, the club's up for sale. We've basically got no money to buy anybody. We can only bring loans in. So, like, good luck with that one. But I, I get I get all the other bits as well. But it, I tell you, I've been there. It, it's, it's as tough as hell. And you look at your team, you think, oh, my God, every week. And correct me if I'm wrong, our team changes on a regular basis, does it not? You know, in terms of, is it two or three in or out every week, or it seems to be? It's more at the minute. Yeah. I mean, up front and midfield. Yeah. So change. you're searching. You're searching for somebody, aren't you? I, I do. I do think he's he's doing the job with at, at least one hand tied behind his yeah. back to an extent. Um, you know, but. I don't think it's any secret that that's how North End is as a club. Mm, okay. You know, it's really Alex, Alex, that when he Alex came Neil in, was the same. Frankie was the same. I, 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 arguably, I'd say Simon was probably the only one that 
wasn't in that situation for at least a couple of seasons. Um, well, we're in we're in League One, yeah. One for one. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but I think, like you said, Brownie, a minute ago, I think the thing that just sort of gets on gets on my nerves a little bit is this sort of like self promotion. You know, he's on Sky Sports every other week. He's doing five live. You don't see any other championship managers doing that. Um, and then I think th- the other thing that coupled with the fact that I I can't think of a single time that he's taken responsibility for a a, a poor result and a poor performance. It, mm. He'll blame the shape. Uh, he'll blame Mike Marsh. He'll blame the medical staff. He'll blame the players. Uh, in his iFollow interview yesterday, he was having a dig at the medical staff, and I'm like, "We didn't have that many." <laughs> yeah, you you changed the medical staff. You brought them in. Like, it just yeah, it it just doesn't sit right with me. I think if you know, you go back to his first season, we got pumped at Luton four 0 He's coming out in the press. Oh, we're going to refund all the fans of tickets. Then the other week was it Norwich threw Mike Marsh under the bush uh, under the bus. Under the bush. Um <laughs> maybe did that as well. <laughs> yeah, he might have done. Um having a having a dig at his medical staff yesterday, he's he's um again the Norwich game, uh when he said oh, I didn't think the because we played a back four, didn't we? I didn't think the shape was the uh was the problem. It's like Ryan, come on, we were three 0 down after thirty minutes. Everyone could see the shape was the problem. And then he changed the shape. And then he changed anyway. the shape. So I think I think I think the 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 two big things for me that sort of really get on my get on my nerves with him at the moment is this like self promotion stuff and then he's just complete failure to take responsibility after the Norwich game if he comes out holds his hands up and says yeah I got it wrong that's on me or Luton last season yeah we've come away we've got six hundred fans travelled down to Luton on a Tuesday night we've got pumped four nil that's on me but he just doesn't. <coughs> Because you've got to expect, he's a young manager, he's going to make mistakes. I mean, it's only his, I don't know, it's only his fourth or fifth season in management. He had two or three at Plymouth, one at Bury, into just over a year. We've also, he's a young manager, he's bound to make them mistakes. And this is probably the first time in career where it's really been going against him, certainly on the pitch, because he had the two promotions at his two clubs and was often building up the ladder. I think this is the first season whereby he's probably met his match because the championship's a different ball game. And if he comes out, <clears throat> takes responsibility, it's sort of, as a fan, you can have that patience with him and sort of get behind him a bit more, can't you? But this sort of narcissistic attitude he tends to carry with him, I just don't like. Not when you've you know, never played outside of League One and you, you know your managerial achievements aren't that high. No, I wonder. I wonder if he just needs like a senior statesman with him, who, who you know, someone who's managed for years and all that kind of stuff, and just would sometimes say to him exactly what you're saying is, look, you know, Lowy. You might have to take this one this week and yeah. stuff like that. A, a Simon Grayson, maybe someone like yeah, that. someone yeah, that's been around. You were volunteering for a second, for a second, then Laura. I thought you no, no. no, I've got far Step too in. much, far too much sense. Um, but you know, and that's because he is young manager, isn't he? When you look around, he's, he he is a young manager. But I think the other problem is you, you see the lad that's gone to uh, Derby. It was. How many times he's been managing? Was he Rotherham three or four times or whatever? Yeah, Paul Warren. Yeah. And he's obviously got it, hasn't he? He's winning games, which is easier, but he's he's got it. I don't know if you saw that there was a, a piece on him, about 15, 20-minute piece on him the other day. I can't remember what I was watching. And uh, it just the stuff he was doing 
was was great. But they're winning games, aren't they? And you know what, boys? The bottom line is, if you are winning, you can get away with murder. You can. Yeah. You really, really can. Yeah. And you know, and everybody nowadays, because of the whole tactics thing and Sky and all that, every everybody knows everything, don't they? Like you know, low block. What the hell? You know, all all that kind of stuff and transition. I mean, what a load of bollocks. And it is though, isn't it? And and then you know, and people people got to tell you, yeah, well, you know, they, they they went for a low block, not a high block, and you know, they weren't great in transitions. Like what? And you just think, oh my god. And sometimes a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. I'm telling you. Anyway, um, that's yeah. I think well, I think you're getting it there, like in terms of winning stuff, you get you get away with it if you're winning. Because I think to some extent that's that's why we've been getting away with it away from home, isn't it? Because yeah. the, the, even even though we're winning games, we're still not playing great football. Um and 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 that's the issue at home, really, isn't it? You, mm. We're not really playing any but if good it, stuff. But but thing is, Brown, if you were playing well at home but getting beat, that might be like a one-off might be, you know what? They were really unlucky, but if yeah, that happens yeah. two or three times on the run, and it's bloody hell, the manager's shit. Get rid of him. Yeah, it's, we're far too open. We're conceding goals. It's the whole. It's part of being a fan, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not being funny. Sometimes, actually, on a, on the downside, it's quite funny because, like, you know, have you ever seen the um, oh, what's his name, the Monty Python fella? Uh, name the Monty Python one of them. John Cleese. John Cleese. My missus has just come in. She's listening. She went, John Cleese. I went, yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee as well, please. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've ever seen. He, he, did, he did this little series, and it was uh, one of them was Barnstoneworth United, and it's just sensational. And it's set in either somewhere like Halifax or something like that, really depressed area. And he just and he comes home every week, and they've just been beaten 9-0, and he smashes the telly up. And he smashes the front. Oh, it's it's honestly it's sensational. I just think if you're a supporter, you, you should try try and see it. it you just you honestly you would not stop laughing. But it just encapsulates everything about your football team. Everything. It's just like we're crap. We're this. We're you know we're shit. We're all that kind of stuff. And it's it's just a brilliant thing. You and you laugh your socks off. Really would. When when COVID was on, and all the games were on TV, weren't they? And like. My missus was just like, or on my phone or on iFollow or whatever. And she yeah. was just like, is this a hobby? Because you, you are not enjoying this at all. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, well, my, 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 my best one, if you might still be able to listen as well, was, was when the World Cup was on the other week. And was there was four lots of games a day, wasn't it? You just pop her head around and bloody hell, is football still on? <laughs> Yeah, Sounds and, great, and wasn't it? It was by brilliant. Way, it's only ten past ten, and by ten o'clock tonight, I'll, may, may have just seen enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last question from me. Then someone tweeted me uh, earlier and said, "Do we think fans would be on the manager's back as much if the home and away form was flipped?" I miss. I missed the last bit there. James, um, do we was... think fans would be on the manager's back as much if the home and away form were flipped? So, for context, we no. are third in the away table and third mm. bottom in the home table. Well, it 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 would be different. Yeah. Because, well, if you think about it, what did you say? Twelve thousand season ticket holders. You, you're sending them. You're sending them home every every other weekend. Happy, aren't you? If you if you flip it, and 
and I, I know we have a great away following, but it's people who go away are a little bit different. Can I say that really? Because they're, they're just absolutely, you know, home and away, home and away, all that kind of stuff. But I think that was that looks completely different then. And also, you then get a buzz at home, don't you? And I think the away the away team get a little bit oh Christ I mean these these win nearly every game at home so I think it's I think it's a massive difference. Listen what you what you don't want and go back to Liverpool is fifty two thousand people watching you and saying well crap you imagine that which which is what they're going through at the moment. Yeah, so, completely so, different. As a, so as a teacher, I'm saying to you, careful what you wish for. You with me, Sam? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had that before, haven't we? Where we were really good at home and really poor away. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, and like I think you touched on it before, Laura, when you came on. Yeah. It is diff- It's a difficult situation because where we are on the table, you probably would have taken it, given out the, the windows we've had, the players 100%. we've got in. But hundred percent. But you know, if you're if you're paying your harder money to go. And it is just home, mainly where the issues are. But people, people haven't seen us play well there for ages now, have no. they? Let's face it. And un- under different managers, and um, so there is an issue there. Clearly, I think so, I tweeted it the other day and put it in our group chat. I can't remember. It was either four or five. I think since Lowe's come in, we've won four out of five Saturday three o'clock home games, which sounds a bit of like a minute dead specific sat, but the majority of football fans who are going to come on and watch the team is, you know, the traditional Saturday three o'clock kickoff. And I think the fact that so many times people have been leaving Deepdale without, you know, seeing a victory or potentially, you know, coinciding on that a good performance, then going into next yeah. season it's going to be a problem when we're trying to renew those season tickets of people that have signed up for the offer today. And I know so many of like not so much my mates, but like my mates family or like parents who have Bought season tickets on the off chance to be entertained. I can't see them renewing, and then suddenly you're looking at the dire days of potentially no sub ten thousand season tickets because you'll always have that solid eight k renew, won't you? But you know, the club are going to receive the extra money for you know some of these extra sort of four or five thousand renewing based on what they've seen this season and the sort of all animosity around the club. I don't think so. I, I, you know, my thing would be always whether it's you know it's paid for like Albion and. Brighton, I mean, and Preston, and obviously Liverpool is, is that if if you actually give up your very best, I think people understand that. And I mean, we had one or two players at Liverpool, and Alan Kennedy, who scored like goals in European Cup finals and everything, he was an ordinary player. It really was, but he just so happened that it that that he that he worked in our team, but he'd be he'd run, he'd run his bollocks off week in week out because probably that was the best thing he was at. That that was you know. And people will people will forgive you. And yes, yes, when you're at home, people want to see you win and all. But they actually just want to see you have a real go. And I, I think maybe that's where the problem is at the moment. And the way you you boys are talking about different games and you know you didn't do that and whatever substitutions, whatever kind of thing. But if if you, I always laugh when people say you know oh he works hard. Jesus Christ, a footballer working hard. You, you've got to work hard. How on earth did you ever get there in the first place? And that's an absolute give me that you've got to be that way. And it's the bare you know, minimum, isn't it? Of course, it's a bare minimum. Absolutely, totally is. But and you, you can forgive people's. I don't know. What, you know, I was going to say foibles. It's completely the wrong word. But if, if they're not quite good at you know some stuff and that, you you forgive them if they're trying. 
you absolutely totally forgive them and, and it, it ain't their fault, is it? And I think, and it's difficult for you boys because you're on every week and you're, you're immersed in it and all that. And I don't, I don't see that many games anymore because of the Liverpool stuff and everything. But um, it, it, it is quite interesting because it's, it's everywhere that Chelsea can't win. Look at, look at all the players they've got. Chelsea, Chelsea can't win. And by the way, I was, I was told the other day that, that a lot of these players um, that they've signed, that Potter's, well, um, Chelsea, Chelsea have signed, he's not really had any great input. It's as though it's a different section of the, of the club is going, sign him, sign him, sign him, and, and we can see what they're trying to do and sign all these young fellas and hope that, you know, they go up or they become top players or, or the price goes up so they can sell them, all those kind of things. But listen, this one is, you know, one of the best places in the country. And he doesn't select the players. I don't mean doesn't pick the team. He just doesn't select the incoming players. I mean, what's that like? I think I think their owner, he um, when he took over, he he, he was talking about a transfer think tank, or something like that. <laughs> which I assume that's that's we know what that we know what that rhymes with as well, Jake. Yeah, well, we covered <laughs> that one before, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, just 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 listen to three. But have a guess at this. So. So Potter went to Chelsea and he took three or four of his backroom staff, which was kind of in his contract. How much do you think Chelsea paid for them? Total. Potter and four, maybe four other guys. Five mil? Five mil, I was going to say, yeah. 17, the first one, wasn't it? Oh, good, 22. I thought Potter was 17 million. Oh, of course, yeah, he was, wasn't he? 22. 22 and a half, well done, Sam. 22 and a half million pounds. Jesus. And we're worried about Lowy and Marshall. <laughs> but it is, isn't it? It's like, how nuts is that? Yeah, to be fair, it's. It, I know, um, I don't know, do you remember Ollie, Laura? You've done a, done a couple of episodes with Ollie on here before. Probably, yeah. If I saw um, his face, I'd, re- I'd remember him. He's he's said in the past how he thinks it's a bit odd that managers don't command transfer fees like players do. Because if yeah. you got a good one, like, Jose in his peak or Pep now or yeah Klopp before this recent run yeah it it doesn't seem like such a wild thing that a club would go out and pay twenty million for a manager when you think about no. it in the grand scheme of football now well yeah of course which is nothing to them the other thing as well is and when when managers get sacked certainly all the top managers and the ones in the Premier League they don't get all their money when they get sacked. Because what they even if got something in the contract, what happens then is is if if you're the club, you just put them on gardening leave, with the hope that if they're a good manager, somebody in six months is going to come round and take them, and then you have a negotiation with them saying, right, well we owe you twelve, we'll give you four, or you know those kind of things. So that's that's a little bit of a fallacy, or all, all, all that kind of stuff. But um, that's why we had three managers on the books. Yeah. Until the end of the summer, yeah. didn't we? We were still paying Neil and still playing McAvoy because they didn't move. And by the way, Neil was plenty, wasn't he? Because didn't didn't Trevor, God rest his soul, didn't he sort him out with a new contract when was it after West Brom? Yeah. 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 He was only on a rolling contract before, like Lois now, and then I think he right. got that bit more security. The three three-year year deal. deal it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I heard it. I heard it. That's a pain. One point six. I don't know how true that was. Well, believe if you me. heard it, Laurel. It's probably true. So he's probably got a really good garden if he'd been guard on the gardening <laughs> leave, hasn't he? <laughs> didn't we put? Um, 
or Billy Davis staff on gardening leave as well when when he went to Derby or was it? Oh no, it might have just been Ned Kelly actually. I think that we put oh, gardening it? leave. Well, there was the issue with the physio, wasn't there? He kind of yeah, he did us over a bit, didn't he, to get to Derby? Yeah, I, know I remember. Going on, but... I remember Simo talking about it when I had him on the podcast. Um, All right, well, that... Boulderstone or something like that. Remember, I can't remember his name. When uh, who was the manager you were talking about then? Billy Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you remember, we played him in the cup. He was a was he at Forest? We played yeah. him in the cup, so they were a league above us, weren't they? Yeah. And we had Brownie and uh, and Brian Horton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We battered him at Forest, didn't we? And we drew nil nil. I don't. I, I can't remember that. I can't remember that, but all I know is is uh is that I mean I played with Brian at um at Brighton, great fella, really really good player as well. Just didn't have enough pace. I mean, he was like midfield player. He was like a manager in your team. He was he was brilliant, but he hated Billy Davis, hated him, right? And so I was at the game at Dickdon, and I took my Sam with me, and he would only be, God knows, I don't know, eleven, twelve, something like that, because the time goes so quick. And so, end of the game, I'm walking down the tunnel to go and see Brian, and uh, and um, and have a cup of tea in the in the manager's office, etc. And as I go down there, right, and I saw Brian straight away, and I said, "Hey, Nobby, how you doing?" All yeah, good. He said, "Just just come into the office." And then Billy Davis came out the away team dressing room, and Brian just went for him, and like he was effing and seeing. And absolutely threatening to like batter him and all that kind of stuff. And of course, my my Sam's hearing all this, and I'm thinking, Christ Almighty's never heard any of these words before. <laughs> and then and Billy Davis sort of said something and dived back into the dressing room because Nobby would have mullered him completely. And Nobby went, Oh, sorry about that, Sam. And just, just <laughs> brilliant. Oh, funny. Yes. Yes. Um yeah, Burnley then next week. Are we confident, boys? We'll win. We'll go and win. You know what football's like. We'll go yeah. and win now. I presume they must play, they must replay this week. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, it'll be one of those two, won't it? All the replays have got to be done this week, haven't they? Yeah, we'll do we'll do the dingles next week. Don't worry about it. That's how football works. When, when you're at your when you're at your worst, is you come up with a result and go, oh, yeah, brilliant. Manager's brilliant. <laughs> give him give him another three years. <laughs> so sound about nine strikers under company though, haven't they? So don't won't be worried for them. Oh yeah, there won't be there won't be any issues with that. But they got oh. they got wide players, haven't they? Who are really good. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Zarawi. Um who else have they got? They've got Nathan Teller on loan from Southampton. They've just Michael Obafemi on loan from Swansea with a, oh. a view to a permanent and then they signed three or four from like Belgium and around Europe, haven't they? Which in yeah. which you knew which in but the other thing is they've got the, the um the money, aren't they? Parachute money. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean they should they should get promoted, shouldn't they? What is it? Is it is it sixty? Yeah, it's something stupid, isn't it? I so all the few players are quite out as well, don't they? That yeah. Collins went for twenty odd million, so yeah. The other yeah. thing was that when they, when they got relegated, they owned sixty million, didn't they, straight away, because of the way that the uh, the, the geezer set up the 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 way the, the payment, the structure, and all that. Is it is he American as well? Is he another American? Yeah. No. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah that's why they that's why they had to they have to really go up again this season, don't they? Really, because they're in a bit. Yeah. Of, 
Well, you get, you, get, you, you get two years parachute money, don't you? Three, four, three, it? three. Well, it scales down, doesn't it? All oh, right. On year. Okay. Um. Because yeah, Stoke were relying on it for quite a bit, weren't they? I think they're right. They're in yeah. a bit of bother. Well, they were anyway. Huddersfield yeah. had a bit of a problem, didn't they? As well. Who? Huddersfield. I think oh, they well, had that one year up, and they're struggling the, a bit the, now. Money wise. Well, there's a fellow lives about fifty yards away from here. Who's a who's? He's not a mad um, Huddersfield fan, but he's, he knows the guy who's always put the money in. They're, oh, yeah. they're really, they're really nice fella. Because um, then he, some fella from Southport got in, didn't he, and bought them? And by the way, he is a bullshitter. I don't, I don't know where he is now. <laughs> but but the, the the other guy has just just taken all his money out, and they are in an unbelievable mess. Is it Dean Dean Hoyle? Is it? Or yeah, is his name. Nice fella. He was he was really poorly. Um, he had cancer, didn't he? And uh, I think I think he's okay now. But uh, he's a really, really nice bloke and a proper fan and did loads of stuff locally and all that kind of got, got them up, didn't he? If you remember, so... Yeah, um, yeah. they're in a spot of bother now, then, off the pitch. Oh, they haven't got, they haven't, they haven't got popped to piss in, apparently. They managed to bring a few players in in January, didn't they? Yeah, I presume, because I, I would imagine, is it was it Toffolo and the other fella who they both be sold O'Brien, yeah. I think they're probably, they're probably getting payments from them yeah. still. That's keeping the... Keeping the club going. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, listen, and by the way, when we're talking about our lot, and how much money did Knott's Forest stand, uh, pay last year for the three loans? Well, well yeah. I'd imagine. You know, if we if we if we got three loans of the calibre of that, we, we'd we'd be might be second in the league. It's a massive thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, then it, but then it's money, which is something that we're lacking at the moment. Unfortunately, um, yeah, fellas, I've enjoyed that. Thank you very much. So you've got anything you wanna you wanna Jay, finish on? Can I just say this? Ring, ring me, ring me again when I've got less time, will you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a book in it. Once you put it down, you can't put, keep it up again. Exactly. <laughs> Happy days, boys. Enjoyed it. Cheers, Laura. Yeah, Thanks, cheers, cheers Laura. Laura. Pleasure. Bye, bye. Loves mentioning Liverpool, doesn't he? Loves it. Like Ryan, <laughs> like, like Ryan, like Ryan Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, boys. I don't know if you've got anything you want to say before we before we finish up, or no, no, no mate. Grand. Um, yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, hopefully, I, I don't think I've got Loro's optimism for the Burnley game, but never say never. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, boys, I'll speak to you next week. Hi, I'm Reece, and this is our song, Wise Man.